the biggest compliment I receive from my guests when they come to an event of mine is that it's so obvious that it's a Shelley event. And it comes down to all the little bits and baubles that I'll have sprinkled around the room, the centerpieces that I use, the branding for any of the graphics that I use. That really becomes an extension of who I am. And so it confirms for them that if they come to an event of mine, they're going to be delighted. They're going to be welcomed. They're going to be held high on the pedestal and they're going to be cared for. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. Are you serious about having major growth in your business? Ready to have a business that you love? Then become a member of the Biz Women Rock Academy today. The Biz Women Rock Academy has everything you need to master your business. Masterclasses, case studies, behind-the-scenes training that give you practical strategies for growth. A private members forum where you'll build deep relationships with your fellow biz women, get support, and share best practices. Building your business is a journey, and the Biz Women Rock Academy ensures you have the support, the education, and the relationships that make it a profitable, enjoyable, and purposeful one. Become a member today by visiting bizwomenrock.com forward slash academy. This episode is perfect for you if you've ever wanted to host a live event to help your business grow. Or if you already have hosted live events and you just want to know how to do them better, figure out little tweaks, little extra special things that you could do to make sure it's a phenomenal experience for your attendees. I couldn't be happier to interview the fabulous Shelly Warren today. She owns She Connects, a company that provides women entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals the space to become better leaders and grow their businesses. She does this through her coaching services and the vast majority of all of the other resources she provides are under the banner of events. She's done monthly networking events, live masterminds, what she calls feminars, which are full day in-person workshops and full-scale summits. So she has a bit of experience in this space. So during this conversation, Shelly shares how she built her entire business from hosting live events. And she shares so many great, tiny and big ways that she's done it. I actually, by the end of this call, encourage you to go back and re-listen because there are a lot of subtle things that she ends up saying throughout our conversation that showcase how much engineering goes into making sure her attendees have a phenomenal experience and how she digs into the event in order to make it purposeful for her business. So without further ado, here is the fabulous Shelly Warren. Shelly, what's going on, girl? I'm so excited to have you here. 
Hey, Katie, it's so cool to see you on this platform. <laughs> I talk to you all the time during your Facebook lives and of course in your Facebook group. And of course, I'm a huge fan of your podcast, but it's super awesome to just see you and me on uh, on the screen here. I know. I love it. I love podcasting for the fact that like, you know, at the moment that I'm recording, it's just me and you. I love that. And it's so important for me to make everyone who's listening right now, which will be in the future from when we recorded this, like feel like they're a total fly on the wall. So it has like so many dimensions of this. So it's so super intimate. And then everyone that gets to listen to it gets to like listen in on it. So I'm just, I'm so excited that you're here. You have been a part of the Biz Women Rock community for a long time. You're part of the Biz Women Rock Academy. I've had the pleasure of getting to know you a lot more intimately in there. The more and more I've gotten to know you, the more and more I realize, like, girl, I have got to showcase this lady because um, you do something that's pretty close to my heart, which is that you live, eat, breathe, and drink live events. And you do them very successfully. And extra added bonus, you do them for women and business women. So can you talk a little bit about your backstory as to how you even got started doing live events? Events, and then we're going to get into picking Shelly's brain about how you can put on some super successful life events for yourself. So tell us a little bit of the backstory, Shelly. Well, I'm from Canada and I live in a small town called Brockville, Ontario. And it's right in smack dab in the triangle between Toronto, Montreal and Ottawa, which is our nation's capital. I worked for Procter & Gamble for over 25 years and my business, SheConnex, was part of my exit strategy. So while I was at Procter & Gamble, which fun fact, I started out there as a Lyft truck driver. What? And worked, <laughs> yes. Nice. And, yes. And worked my way up and through and around and was blessed with an amazing assignments and roles. Really got into project management, started doing a ton of leadership. So I was essentially known for leading technical teams, traveled all around the globe for them, started a leadership college for them. Although I was often doing project management and leading technical teams, I was often used as a trainer, a facilitator, and a host in uh, correlation with um, a lot of personal development and performance management that I used to do on the side too. So I got a taste of hosting events through Procter & Gamble, which was F-U-N because <laughs> of the... I thought you were going to end that after the U. I was like, what? Wait a minute. I didn't expect that angle. <laughs> Totally fun. Okay, got it. Yes, because of the budgets that I had Ah. and because it was a global company, I had guests coming in and VIPs flying in from all over the globe. So I was learning to be very attentive uh, to meet everyone's specific needs and ensuring that it was on brand, that it was memorable, and that people that came to our small community by the end of the visit, they wanted to come back for their vacation. So I started to learn what it was like to be a host and how to speak in front of a large room of delegates and VIPs and dealing with people that might English may not have been their, their first language. So I'm, I'm looking at all those angles and I really started to love doing events. And then I also am very involved in my community. So I started volunteering quite a bit and hosting events for my charities of choice and got really involved with local vendors and started to create a name and a reputation for hosting stellar events, started to build relationships with these venues and with the contacts at the venues, and then just realized how much fun it is to host and gather and welcome in people and have them just be delighted. 
it can be addictive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most people who I know who have done events for a long time will say that they're, and they're incredibly savvy, but it is, it's addictive because you get this high of this in-person energy. It is a very real thing. And especially being the host of it, there is like, you're the one at the front of the room. You're the one who gets to really have the full say on what's happening and what people's experience is that whole time. So, okay. So if you were having so much FUN, why the exit strategy? And then how did this idea of She Connects come about? Well, I had a fabulous career with P&G. No joke. I had a fabulous career. And the opportunities that were given to me, many, many times I was the first. The first female to have this role. The first female to lead this team. The first female to travel here. I had an amazing career with them. And I loved my job until I didn't. <laughs> and, and what happened for me was that... I started to resent my job because I was really enjoying what I was doing in the community because I had volunteered with a brand called She Connects that was in a city over, like left of me, and worked with them for two years, helped them build the brand. And then the founder of the brand decided that it was too much for her. She wanted to move on. So the luncheon where I was going to actually ask her if I could buy it, she begged me to buy it. So it was serendipity. I ended up buying the brand and then totally rebranded it into what it is for me now, right? Which is where I love to teach. I love to facilitate. I love to host events, but I'm also a career and a leadership coach. So I help people find and create their dream careers and their dream teams. So I work with employees, entrepreneurs, and organizations doing a wide variety of performance development work with people. So it was just fun for me to take a brand and a name and essentially flip it on its head and recreate into what I wanted it to be. And I started building it two years before I left P&G. You know, the biggest lesson that I learned with leaving a long-term corporate career like that is that you really have to rebrand yourself and re-educate people in your community that you're doing something different now. Right. And that was a big hurdle for me and for people to embrace me as Shelly from She Connects versus Shelly from P&G. Right, right. Because even there was overlap with content and branding and the way I rolled and the things, you know, how I actually uh, did things and made things happen. It was definitely two different separate brands. So yeah, so She Connects was part of my exit strategy. I nurtured it heavily for two years so that when I did leave P&G, there was a sense where I could hit the ground running and really start making things happen. And the very first thing I did was start hosting events. Let's dig into a little deeper there because one of the things that you mentioned to me before we got on air was like, I built my whole business because of events. So I want to know a little bit more about that because we have three types of women listening to this. One woman who has never put on an event and knows that she needs to or should and that there are a lot of benefits from it and is just stopped because either don't know how or, oh my gosh, that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> the second person is the person who currently does put on events and gets it but wants to do it better and wants to make it work for her business a lot better, wants to integrate it into a way where she can really like take it big, right? 
And then the third type of person is the person who is like, yes, I'm going to dive headfirst into doing an event and is starting to plan it and thinks that they can get a thousand people there the first time and be in the black and make $500,000 on an event. And we want to address all of that. So they're all curious on how you even used events. And this is a strategy that we're getting into. How did you use events and leverage events in order to even start your business and build that business for as to what it is today? I started hosting local events as part of my intent to re-educate the people in my community. So I was very well known in my community for the charities that I supported and for Procter & Gamble. But what I was not well known for in this community was SheConnects. So the first thought I had was I should create an alternative women's networking group in my area. And so that was the initial launch idea that I had. So I started with hosting monthly success series at a small cafe in my hometown, downtown. And I would bring in women, not from my community. And I would host a live interview with them, very interactive with an audience while everyone was having a cocktail and a light dinner and questions that came up from the audience, I would weave into the interview so that it was very free flowing and very interactive. At first for that woman that's thinking she wants to host events, but something is holding her back. I would bet that what's holding her back is confidence to be able to host an event. And what I'll tell you is the confidence doesn't come from hosting the event or you don't need the confidence before you host the event. The confidence comes from just doing it. Right. And then once you're out there and you're doing it, whether you have 10 people that come, whether you have 50 people that come or whether you have a hundred people that come know that they're coming because they're compelled by what you're offering them. And when I first started hosting these monthly success series, I was charging $10. I was picking up the tab of the speaker sometimes going and getting them and bringing them here. Right. I was also giving them a nice gift as a thank you gift. And what I learned through that process of hosting them, I'm now going into two years of hosting them and I've raised my prices, but initially it was $10. What I've learned is that women are coming out to these events for a couple of reasons. One, they're intrigued by the women that I'm bringing into town for them to meet Mm -hmm. because many small business owners, they get it that they need to expand their reach. They need to get out there and create some brand awareness for them to gain new clients and customers, but they don't know how to do that or they're very uncomfortable doing it. So I wanted to create a space and a platform where I served up the opportunity to meet a wide variety of women. So they were coming out because that was so engaging for them. Secondly, it was a nice restaurant that I used. It was private. So we weren't impacting the front of the house at the restaurant. And I really switched it up. So I interviewed presidents and CEOs, musicians, small business owners that were trying to create a hustle from the spare bedroom or the kitchen table women that had had their brick and mortar businesses for many, many years. So I made sure that there was a variety of people that I was showcasing so that it, you know, lended to the spirit of entrepreneurship within our communities and showcase people that were really making things happen. And the whole premise of it was I, I'm always compelled about wanting to learn about the woman behind the brand. Right. And the more we fall in love with her story 
and her journey, including how many times she's fallen and gone back up again, <laughs> then we fall in love with her and then we want to support her. So then we start buying her products, buying her services, serving up referrals, doing testimonials, working on collaborations, bringing them in to showcase their expertise. It's the natural evolution of building a relationship that all starts with learning about her. I love that. So that was your first, that was the first attempt at you really like putting your stick in the marketplace for She Connects as it was run by you saying, this is how I'm going to do. What were the most successful marketing strategies that you used over these past two years to get more and more people there? I did it all on Facebook and without Facebook ads. I used Facebook boosts periodically, but the general marketing tactic for me was creating Facebook events and writing compelling copy and having it all branded. So everyone knew that if they saw something come by in their feed, they knew it was from me. It was very obvious that it was me, my branding, another event that I was hosting. And I always made sure that photos from the night were shared afterwards. I mean, there was a ton of follow-up that that happened after the event in parallel with leading up to the event. Yeah, there's a lot of work in hosting events, but once you start doing it, it just becomes natural and people start to look forward to when your next event is. And for me with those monthly success series and still to this day, everyone knows they're always hosted on the last Tuesday of the month in my hometown. And as I branched out into other nearby cities, I was still being consistent. I would pick another day of the month, but they were always very consistent in the location, the date and the time and the the content that I was sharing at those events. Now, did you end up structuring these events around a membership or is it just like I'm putting on these events and you will show up as you will and you're basically paying every single time? Yeah, it was just through word of mouth and through my own networks and my own contacts. It was pay at the door. It was on the honor system. I had a lovely goblet there that people would come by and and drop their cash in. And I never checked up you know, on who paid or who didn't pay. Everyone was responsible for their own meals and their own beverages. But essentially, it was like a nice drop-in. And what was lovely for me, you know, beyond being able to showcase these amazing women that, you know, that was another thing. I couldn't believe women saying yes, because I would reach out to women I did not know. I would just reach out to them, tell them who I am, tell them what I was doing, tell them the intent, tell them how much it would mean for me to come down and and participate in this live interview. And they would say yes, even though they were apprehensive about the live interview component of it. It must have been the copy that I wrote or the messaging that I gave to them that I was going to care for you. And I would give them like two or three example questions that I was going to be asking them so that they would be prepared. I had them come down early so that I could map out the room for them, that they would know where they were going to be. Like it was really that sense of come in, I'm going to care for you. And I will make damn sure that by the end of this evening, you are going to have a ton of raving fans. I love that. I love that. Now, I would imagine that, you know, there's a couple of different pools of a market, if you will. So you've got all these women who are coming to your event. Obviously, they're an ideal, you know, customer for you in the sense that they're, they're interested. They're coming to pay a ticket. 
and they can now know about how you can further help them. But then you've got this other potential kind of group of people coming who are your people that you're interviewing. I would imagine that worked very well for you to be kind of like a a network in and of a network for yourself. Like that was a great excuse, a great reason for you to say, hey, let's come network. Now we've had this really great experience together. We've gotten to know each other really well. Just happens to be in front of all these people, which was awesome. And now you, that's a great reason to establish and now continue great relationships. Have you seen your business be impacted by those relationships from the people that you brought in to speak? Absolutely. So many of them have become my own clients and many of them have served up other opportunities for me to speak or facilitate or teach or, or create more connections for me in the cities that they come from. So it's, it's certainly been a win-win. And the other win out of those monthly success series is the women entrepreneurs that are coming have often stood up and declared out loud that they love coming to these events because they gain so many new clients and customers that it has directly impacted their own revenues in their own businesses. Just because they have now the space to start building those relationships with all the other attendees. Absolutely. Love and that. because because they're coming every month and they're slowly building those relationships. And I'm always encouraging them to follow up and, you know, make coffee dates and make sure you stay connected online. Like I'm always encouraging people to be on their phone throughout my interviews, right? Like I want them to be tweeting and, you know, making mentions in Facebook. I love the photos that they share online. I want that hype created for it because it really does create a compelling reason for people to come to the next one. And it's just been a pleasure for me to help other entrepreneurs helping their businesses grow essentially by creating a space for them to come together. That is not your average women's network group. Now, you have a couple of different other types of events too. Like you have your big summit coming up that's a lot bigger in scope. You have seminars, these full day workshops that you have. You run live masterminds. Can you add maybe a couple of other ways in which that you have made these other different types of of events successful and how each of them have really helped grow your brand and your business? Well, the biggest thing that I've seen that's come out of me hosting events is that it really does create a funnel for me for my private coaching clients. Because what's happening when you host an event and you are the face of the event and you're creating space that is on brand for you, like for me, I have access to a local mansion. And I use that mansion as much as I can because that's the space and the atmosphere that I want to create for my women that come and want to spend time with me. Right. And par- part of the reason why I use that mansion is because I want them to see what it could be like if they want that lifestyle. Because for many of us, we can't believe it until we see it. And for many of us, we don't even know that that's an interest for us. But when I use that mansion and we're using all of the fine bone China for every meal, including snacks... And when you're surrounded in luxury, overlooking a river with beautiful gardens around you and just, I mean, it's just an amazing atmosphere to be in, the creative juices start to flow and people start to think bigger than what they did when they walked in the door. And it really creates this sense of, I am special and I deserve to be here. And this is going to be amazing. So they're already coming to me 
with that heightened sense of anticipation as to what's going to happen today here. And as a host and as a trainer and a facilitator for the day, what more do I want? Right. That's exactly what I want. I want people coming in, you know, hyped up, amped up, excited. Many of them dress up for the occasion because they, it's the chance that they can, and they know that it just suits the atmosphere and all around it ends up being a wonderful day. In addition to the content that I'm serving up for them, they walk away with just a delightful experience. And I think that's the key, that at the end of the day, every single live event, I don't care if it is a small meetup hosted at the Village Inn or a giant three-day conference at the best and the biggest world-class resort and everything in between, I don't care what it is, like ultimately as the host of any of these events, It all comes down to what experience do you want people to have? Because when you show up live, that's exactly what you're doing is they're walking into an experience and you're the one who gets to dictate how that goes for them. Okay, so that being said, talk about any of like a big challenge that you have had, maybe like a really low moment as it relates to actually putting on an event or, or, you know, like a personality conflict that you've had to deal with. What has been something that has been not so pretty about growing your business through events? Uh, A couple of things. So one of the not so pretty moments is I've had some people come to my events with the sole intent of sniping my audience for them, Mm -hmm. right? So they're they're coming in with the hard sales, you know, no relationship whatsoever, but coming in and trying to put pressure on the women that they're sharing a meal with or, um, you know, doing the hard cold calls the next day, you know, just those high pressure sales. So I've had to deal with that. And then I also had to deal with my own mindset of being somewhat jealous of the revenues that were being made through this space that I was creating for other entrepreneurs. And so I really had to stop and think about what was my original why for hosting these events. And it was really to create a space for women to come together, to be collaborative and to not encourage the competitiveness amongst female entrepreneurs. It was more, I wanted to create a space where collaboration could happen. So I had to flip my mindset into realizing that exactly what I wanted to happen has happened. That's why the collaboration is there. That's why those, those small businesses are growing. That's why the downlines, right? People are coming to my events because they know I have high caliber women in there. And those are the ones they want to have joining their downlines. So it's, it's all been great, but I had to flip that switch in my head when I would have people rushing up to me and literally saying to me, Shelly, I've made, I made four grand last month because of the women that I met at your success session from the month before. And a big part of me would be so excited for them. And then there'd be a small little snippet of me that would be thinking, damn, how come I not making that happen for myself? Right. Right, So I had to do some mindset work there to work through it. And then the other big aha moment for me was with a coach, uh, my coach that I was working with. It was a full year that I was hosting these monthly events Mm -hmm. where I never, I never once talked about me, (laughs) what I I do, Uh what my my services are. Never once. It was all about shining the light on the guest that I was interviewing. 
and shining the light on my ladies because I made sure, you know, everyone had opportunity to talk about who they were and what they were doing and you know, what they've got going on. I would even weave in special opportunities for them to talk about their businesses, never talking about my own. So my coach called me on that. So then the next thing I did was I started, I would do a live interview one month and then I would teach the next month. Very and nice. And then, then a live interview and then I would teach. And then that has been my business model for the second season of them. And I'm going to continue with that business model. I love that. By the way, that is a huge thing that I think a lot, a lot of other women can identify with. In the beginning of Biz Women Rock, I was doing that. I was like, here, here, have all this great content. And it was always about highlighting all the other women, which was awesome. But you got to make sure that people know what you do and how you can help them. (laughs) It's true. And so then once I started, you know, it's funny because people say to me, well, so what's your attendance like? And I said, you know, the funny thing is, on the months that I teach, I have the biggest attendance. And I think it's because the content that I'm teaching resonates with everyone. And it's, it's always business related. It's always leadership related or team building related. And so it really, you know, resonates with everyone and, and it's allowing me to get up and teach it, which I love. I just love, love, love to teach. I've always loved to teach. Well, and you're there in the trenches with the ladies who are coming to your events month in and month out. So you hear exactly what they're saying. And it's the perfect opportunity for you to be able to showcase what knowledge you have that can help them with what they're struggling with. So or what they want to know. So what's the what's the big idea for how it will evolve from here on out? What what kind of vision do you have for at least the next phase of She Connects? Well, funny you ask, um, (laughs) because the next phase of She Connects is you know, I really like that concept of hosting a space where women, you know, it's not necessarily even for entrepreneurs, but women in general who want to come to learn how to step up their leadership skills, that's what I want to provide them. So whether they're an entrepreneur or whether they're an employee or whether they're the, you know, a CEO of some large organization, I really want to be able to offer space where they can learn and practice and grow their leadership skills. Because I find what's holding a lot of women back in their small businesses, as well as in the boardroom, is their self-doubt and their inability to understand that they are marketable and the skill sets that they have are very transferable and that once they know their value, then they can start knowing what they want, being able to declare it out loud, and then taking the action to be able to move forward towards it. So I love helping people develop their careers, whether it's a career in entrepreneurship or a career in a traditional avenue, that's what I really want to be known for with She Connects. And that includes connecting people to the right skills, resources, and opportunities to help them continue to reach their success goals, whatever those goals are in terms of their career. Shelly, this has been fantastic. I love what you have created. I love how it has continued to evolve. And um, I just really appreciate you sharing. If you're listening right now, there I mean, like, go back and listen to this. There's so many little mini values that you dropped in there of just like explaining how you do things and little tricks that you use and little like ways to make sure that it all ends up being a really phenomenal experience and actually can feed your business. So um, I just really appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored to be here and talking to the women of Biz Women Rock. 
Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine, go connect with thousands of other business owners in the Biz Women Rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.